When productivity meets party with your girl, Party Perry, are you ready to turn, 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 turn up your happiness, turn up your success and everything in between. Learn how to have fun while getting all your stuff done. Grab the word solo cup and a pen because we are about to party. yo what is up party squad hope you're having a fantastic day how are you feeling welcome back to another episode of productivity meets party i am your host perry richardson aka party perry i have a guest on the podcast today so excited to have armando on he is the owner of fit rave fam and he is the fit raver today we talk about all things fitness all things raving i'm so excited to talk to another coach in the festival scene and just realizing that you can do anything that you put your mind to. You can work a full-time job. He does. He has a side hustle. He also is super fit, cares about his fitness, and still has a great time. You can truly live it all. You can truly do the things that you want to do. It's possible for you. Before we dive into this episode, if you've been enjoying the podcast, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. It would mean so much. Go ahead, hit those five stars. If you enjoy this episode, share it on your story, your Instagram, your Snapchat, your Facebook story. Tell a friend, go ahead, tag me at Party Perry and tag the underscore fit underscore raver. Let us know your biggest insights, what you got out of this podcast. And yeah, thank you so much, Armando, for coming on the podcast. Let's roll this conversation. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. So let's dive in. So who are you and what do you do? Yeah, so you introduced me already. Um, My name's Armando. I am the owner and head coach, only coach of the Fit Ray fam. Um, I guess a little bit about me, at least coaching wise, I've been coaching pretty much my entire life. Um, it was really funny. I walked into the gym at my college and they were, I thought I was going to do an interview for like the front desk area. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that'd be an easy college job. And then they were doing interviews for personal trainers. And I was like, oh, I work out. I could be a personal trainer. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so walked in, did the interview, got it. And then that kind of just sent me on a long path fitness wise. Um, they sent me to a lot of conferences, sent me to a lot of seminars, um, ended up teaching for the university, ended up coaching in athletics, working for sports teams, things like that. So that one like simple little, you know, random interview mm-hmm. snowballed into all this. So yeah, I love that so much. I used to work at the gym at my college and it totally got me into fitness. I started as doing like front desk and mm-hmm. I ended up being a building manager, but I worked at the rec center all four years of my undergrad. That's so funny. In the same boat, same yeah. boat, front desk. <laughs> and then I did like the, yeah, same thing, like the building manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So typically I do like a see a chuck, send a chuck and a party foul moment of the week by myself, but I figured like, why not get the guests involved? <laughs> So a see a chug, send a chug. What is a moment that you're proud about this week? Let's see this week. Um, let me think. I think first thing is getting a lot of the interviews that I had from this past gold rush posted, mm-hmm. just getting them like finalized and posted. Um, I did interviews with two artists over at gold rush this past weekend. Um, one with an artist named Mamba and then another one with Lucy, who you might know, she's a little bit bigger of a name. Um, so not only getting to do those interviews was really cool this week, but then getting them like posted, letting their management post everything, just all that stuff was a big, like bucket list check mark. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. That is something big to be proud about. What got you into that? Was that something with like fit Ray fan or was it something else? So it's one of my, um, one of the guys that I train, he's based out of Texas. He runs a media team called sound Haven. Okay, it's I've just like a, yeah, it's just like he posts festival videos, festival pictures, things like that. Um, and he got an in for the festival here, but he couldn't go because he lives in Texas. Mm-hmm. So he was like, Hey, do you want to go on my behalf? And I was like, I I don't own a camera, I don't own anything. He's like, No, it's fine, just tell him you're gonna make TikToks. I was like, <laughs> Okay, I'll just tell him I'm gonna make TikToks. Um, and then a week before he was like, Oh, yeah, by the way, I got you three artists interview booked. Um, you're doing this, this, and this, and I was like, Okay, so now I got to get a camera. Now I have to look professional. Mm-hmm. I can't show up to an artist interview with an iPhone making TikToks. <laughs> yeah. 
So it was a very much random, like unplanned thing, nothing from my end, but it was still a really cool um, bucket listing to get done. Yeah, that's awesome. I love to the commitment, like, you know what, like, I'll just figure it out. Like, I love that. What camera did you end up getting? Um, It's a Canon EOS RP. I've okay. been wanting it for a while, especially for, I mean, same with your end, you make a lot of content, mm. Um, especially being like workout content. I was like, this one is perfect for it. So I knew I wanted it. It just kind of just gave me the push to do it. Mm-hmm. yeah that's so awesome it was meant to be so you can finally buy be. the camera <laughs> it gave me that push because like i've been you know like do you ever just put things in your amazon cart and you're like i'll, I'll buy it eventually like one mm-hmm. day it was one of those where it's like <laughs> all right, all right, now i'll pull the trigger yay i'm glad that you got it my chug send a chug so i love candy like sugar is like one of my addiction i think it's harder for me to stop eating candy than me to stop drinking alcohol which is so mm-hmm. crazy but it's been a full eight days since hey, I've had any candy yes that's awesome right. <laughs> thank you thank you not, not to make you crave it but what's your favorite candy oh uh, sour patch kids watermelon wow. or the strawberries like I could honestly like eat those like as a full course meal like <laughs> every single the, day the watermelon ones are dangerous yeah they're those so are dangerous good. <laughs> that's like talking a little bit of fitness wise there's like um eating fast digesting sugars when you're strength training is really good because it gives you like that small little energy boost mid-workout but those are my go-to is those watermelon sour patch kids yeah they're the best honestly i want to go to your party foul so what is the lesson that you learned this week Hmm. lesson that i learned is i you know humans are meant to sleep and <laughs> my lesson is um, we, we don't function as well of very little amount of sleep. Mm-hmm. So this week was a very sleep deprived week, as I'm sure you've had as well, especially coming off a festival weekend mm-hmm. and then jumping right back into work. Um, so, you know, a little bit of party foul probably shouldn't have stayed out as late Sunday, but, you know, we made it happen. Yeah, it happens. I mean, you're only young ones that I always always tell myself. So exactly 100%. like. And, and from my end, especially with this business, with this team and everything, I like being an example. Mm-hmm. Um, so from my end, I'm like, yes, even if you stay out late on a Sunday, um, you're at a show, whatever it is, you still need to be able to come back and prioritize your health, even if you're tired. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's hard, but like building those habits now is going to set you up so much longer in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. It's all about that discipline and that commitment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I really love about coaching and just setting your own goals and having someone like assist you to accomplish those goals is that accountability. So you're able to be disciplined. So you're able just to do it yourself, but sometimes you need mm-hmm. that initial push and motivation <laughs> from someone else to get you yep. started. And I think from your, I mean, from both of our ends, cause I know you do the coaching as well as leading by example is such a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know from my end, like if I, I wouldn't ask one of my members to do something that I wasn't willing to do personally, so in terms of like, oh, I was, you know, only got three hours of sleep, but I still made it, um, you know, ate all my healthy meals, still went to the gym, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Those are things that like, I don't want to do personally. And I know other people wouldn't want to do either. Yeah. But you got to lead by example, because if you can do it, they can do it too. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. If you can do it, like anyone else can do it hundred percent. I love that so much. I think the lesson that I learned this week, I didn't think about (laughs) this one beforehand, but going back, I guess, to the candy is a lesson that I learned was that I could say no to like food. And that's something that I've always kind of struggled with in my life is when people offer me food, I'm like, yes, like I'll just take it. But realizing that I can say no to other people and even myself with things I don't want to put in my mouth. (laughs) You feel like that carries over into other aspects as well? It does hundred percent. I definitely think it gives me that self integrity to really, um, do the things that I said I was going to do instead of like beating myself up about it. But like I said, I was going to do this. So like, you know, do it like you got this mm-hmm. and then being able to say no to other people and just making sure that my schedule and my time is important and my energy and not saying yes to everything and like mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah, I think that's a hugely mindful of, especially when you have a specific goal in your like in mind, especially with you, like, you know, giving up candy, for example. Um, when you have that specific goal, being able to say no to either social influences, friends, family, whatever it is, like that's how you're gonna get to where you actually want to be. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, you're right. Like if you keep just saying yes, if you don't prioritize your time, you know it's gonna take away from the things you should actually be doing. Yeah, hundred percent. 
I want to talk about Fit Rave Bam. So tell me all about it. Give me all the goods. <laughs> so um, let's see. Back when I first like even had this idea, I think it was during COVID times. Um, I was really, really big on EDM Twitter, which I do not go on EDM Twitter anymore. <laughs> don't associate. Um, but was really big into it for a while. And there were so many people posting how, you know, they were partying too much, drinking too much, as probably everyone was during COVID times. Mm -hmm. um, but they all wanted to like get in shape for shows and festivals, but all these gyms were closed. So I was like, okay, like, let me start writing out like at home workout programs or different workout programs and just sending them to people. So they were like rave themed. I had like a rave from home. I had like a base babes program, like a headbanger, like just different types of workouts that would fit different goals. Mm -hmm. um, and we do that on Twitter and people loved it for the most part. And then EDM Twitter does what EDM Twitter does and got weird. <laughs> um, so I fell out of it for a little bit. And then I still had the idea in my head and I was like, okay, it, I know people like this. Why not take it bigger rather than just selling like eBooks? Why not make this like an actual team? Why not make this an actual group and see what happens with it? Mm -hmm. So started with that doing Instagram, um, as I'm sure like most Instagram creators, when you start, you have no clue what you're doing. <laughs> you just start posting, not necessarily random, but you, you learn as you go. Your content when you start is not great. Yeah. Um, but kind of just took a chance. I found a couple people in the beginning and then it's just snowballed ever since. Um, now it's been really cool because we've been able to help people internationally, either way from US as far as Spain. Um, oh, wow. been a part of the group and it's been cool because again we i guess i help them with their training yes i help them with their programming um their nutrition everything like that but we do a lot of team aspects of it um so we have our whole team group chat where everyone just talks shares music shares stories gives each other shit whatever it is <laughs> um we do our team group calls and those have honestly been probably one of my favorites because i think that's I mean, we all live the same lifestyle where like we like to go to shows. We everyone works like crazy. And it's really nice to be able to talk to people who live your same life. Mm -hmm. um, and what I've noticed, like coaching wise, is you can't you wouldn't normally go to like a fitness coach and tell them about all the stuff you just got into at the festival over the weekend. <laughs> Those aren't things you wouldn't talk you would talk about. Mm -hmm. So it's cool coming into a group call, everyone being able to actually be open about it um and know that you know the feelings they have are shared and other people are going through the same struggles so it's been really cool building up this team um it's definitely grown into more of a community over the past year or so and that was my ultimate goal for it so just excited to see you know where it keeps going from here mm -hmm. yay i love that just first starting with the ebooks and then transitioning to like that group coaching aspect i love it and just so cool I like how you said like starting as a content creator like you don't know what you're doing or anything and I always tell myself like you have to be willing to be bad first you got to yep. be willing for it to suck for it to get good so I'm glad that you said that and then the community aspect I think it's huge having the community and knowing that you're not crazy and that you're mm -hmm. not alone in what you're experiencing you know someone else is going with going through the same thing also. yeah and I think struggles wise I mean you go to shows and have gone to more than probably you can count in your life um, there's a lot of issues and struggles that you face that, you know, people who don't go or I'll call like general population doesn't deal mm -hmm. with. And so I think there's a lot, especially fitness wise, there's a lot of issues. Um, I'll take, for example, like someone's appetite, mm -hmm. like after a weekend of partying, your appetite is completely shot. Um, and there's a whole other way to go about that. And I think that's, what's been really cool is being able to help people in that specific way, because they really can benefit from it rather than just someone who's like oh you should stop partying entirely don't do that mm -hmm. yeah because you should be able to live the life that you want if it's partying or not partying or whatever it is there shouldn't be a shame just because you want to be into fitness and you also want to rave like you could live both sides of the story and really have it just be you correct mm -hmm. i know i live here in um phoenix arizona and the the fitness community is very big very very prominent here um and it's I see it more so where people have to eat, sleep, breathe fitness to be successful. Hmm. And the reality is, you know, that's just not the case. You can go do all these other things you want to do, but still make progress. You don't have to like eat, sleep, breathe it, be in bed by 8 p.m., up by 5 a.m. every day kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
How do you find the balance of two of not being like that obsessive? Like I have to train every day. I got to like wake up and only eat egg whites. <laughs> How do you find the balance of that and like actually living a life, you know, and maybe having a burger <laughs> once in a mm-hmm. while? I think for my thing is I've done, um, I compete in bodybuilding shows still currently. Um, right now I don't have anyone planned, but my big thing is that's how I balance them is because I know what that lifestyle is of being so strict, so dialed in to a T everything. And then I know what it takes to get back to that. So that's how I find the balance is like, Hey, I know what I need, the essential things, quote unquote, I I need to do, Mm -hmm. whether that be like meal prepping, working out, like those are the basics. I know if I want to flip that switch and get back to it at any point I could. Um, So I think that's what balances me is doing the basics, doing them efficiently Mm -hmm. and giving myself grace to go out and have fun still. Cause Mm -hmm. I know that if at any point, if I wanted to get back to that super strict lifestyle, I could. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like how you said, like giving yourself grace, like giving yourself compassion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What would you call the basics? Um, I'd say fitness wise, your, your basics, let's just me, let's keep it as simple as it is, you know, staying active, eating healthy. Mm. We could break that out into a lot deeper, um, staying active from my end. Like I personally like strength training. That's just from my point of view. There's a million different forms of activity out there. Someone could like, but finding whatever form of physical activity you like and doing it regularly, mm. doing it, you know, going on a hike on a random day of the week going all those things like yes that's great but it's not consistent so you got to be consistent with it whatever it is find something you like could be hiking could be rock climbing you could like i don't know ice fish i don't know whatever <laughs> activity you like find something that you can do consistently and that's like one of your basics um to eating healthy wise nutrition wise i don't it's really hard for me to post about it because everyone is so different Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really against the whole, like what I eat in a day type of posts, because what I eat in a day is going to be very different from what you eat in a day, from what the rest of my team eats and everyone's so different. Mm -hmm. Um, so basics nutrition wise, what I do is once I sit down with someone, we map out their nutrition, kind of where they should be at the basics is just getting that nutrition in on a daily basis. If you're going to a show or festival, go have fun. Don't worry about it. Don't stress. Go do whatever you want to do. Because if you work hard during the week, you shouldn't have to worry about it on the weekend. Mm. Yeah. I really want to talk about how health and raving, how they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Whew, there's like a million one ways. That one. <laughs> Let's say it's like start from the top, just energy levels. Mm. You know, if you are, I don't want to say out of shape, but there's, cause there's a lot of internal factors, but you know, let's say you are, you know, just eating a lot of fast food. You're not sleeping. You're drinking all the time. You're not exercising. Your hormones are shot. You, you're meant, you're like all the chemicals are going on in your brain. You have no happy brain chemicals. Um, your gut feels horrible. You just don't feel good at all. So if you're not feeling good physically and or mentally to start, you're not going to have a good time at a show. It's like going, I don't know, imagine going on like day three of a festival, but that's like every single time you go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, It's not fun. You have no yeah. energy. You don't feel good. It's it's not even worth going. Mm-hmm. So that's like from even stop, like, you know, top talking point. That's why it's important. So you can actually feel good, feel confident, feel happy to even go. Um, and then the second aspect, you know, I think is that how you feel when you're there. Um, you can attest to it too, because I know you have of amazing crazy ray fits as well <laughs> um but it, it's really common for women and both men to you know not be confident in what they're wearing at a mm-hmm. show and i think even if you're not you know you don't need to be the world's fittest person but even doing some form of physical activity eating even eating healthier gives you that body confidence gives you that body positivity for yourself so that way you don't have to stress about you know how do i look in this is someone looking at me are they making fun of like you that shouldn't even be on your mind mm-hmm. one bit So I think that's a huge benefit as well. And then last but not least is the recovery aspect. I can tell you from personal experience, from all of our team's experience, everything like that, that your recovery after a festival is so much better if you were actually eating healthy and working out beforehand. You won't have to lay in bed for like two, three, four days because you're so tired, so fatigued. 
um, you'll pretty much bounce back like right away. It's awesome. I love all three of those points. I love like the energy aspect because you want to be able to have fun at the festival, have the energy, not be yawning at 10 Mm -hmm. p.m. when the festival goes on to like 4 a.m. And then you're, you know, maybe over the influence and you're drinking and then you're like doing Red Bulls and you're just having like all this stuff in your body, trying to have fun, try to stay awake. But if you're able to maintain that consistent energy with working out and eating healthy, um, I can totally see that the whole, I like the example of like the third day of the festival every day. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> Not feel horrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then to the confidence aspect is so true. Cause I've been at events and like, Oh my goodness, like, thinking that people are like paying attention to me and like how my body looks. And that's not fun to have that negative self-talk out of Mm -hmm. rave when you're supposed to be in the moment and having fun. The reason why I stopped um, eating Sour Patch Kids because my eczema was getting really out of control. And I think that I may be allergic to corn, corn starch in it. Um, But even sometimes like buying rave outfits, like um, Lost in Dreams, I'll be honest with you guys, like I wore two long sleeves both days because like I was um, self-conscious about like my eczema scars and that goes back to the health and fitness and like what food and stuff that you're putting into your body. So the confidence totally love. I've experienced it as as my body type and shape and also like how my skin looks. It's like both sides. And then the recovery when I'm like, when I just eat well over the weekend, because I you mentioned earlier how sometimes you don't eat at a rave or a couple of days, you're living off that one chicken strip, right? And it's so nice to be putting fuel in your body all days of the festival, you recover, and then your mood is more stable too after the festival. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I mean, and you know it too, because you're more into it than I am. But there's so many like rave fashion brands out there now. And there's a lot of stuff that I'm sure a lot of women and men both want to wear, mm-hmm. but just aren't necessarily confident enough to. Um, I think that's a shitty feeling because I feel like a festival is the one place where you should not care one bit what you wear, or how you look. And so if, you know, the your body image of yourself, if that's what's holding you back from wearing something you've always wanted to or buying that accessory, whatever it is, you know, that's that, that's a shitty feeling. Mm-hmm. But if you can take charge of your health and work on it just, you know, even in a small amount why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I love how you mix both of the fitness niche and the rave niche together. That's something that I like consistently have like inner dialogue. Like I can't have coaching on my page and raving on a page and I go mm-hmm. back and forth. I just end up wasting time. <laughs> so how are you able to combine both niches so well? Because I think as a marketing standpoint they're like niche down niche down niche down but you Mm. make it work so well um how do you make it work any tips for anyone that has that struggle of being having two different passions and wanting to combine it into one page you just gotta own it that's that's the soul being i've been doing it since i started going to shows when i was 14 years old Mm -hmm. um and same thing i started getting getting into fitness around the same time so for me like someone's they've asked me this before like you know how do you like, how'd you get into both? How do you balance both? I was like, it's not that I balance both. It's just, that's what I do. Like I work out and I go to shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's my advice for someone, whether it's, you know, if you have two conflicting passions or two conflicting hobbies, it doesn't matter. Cause it's what you like to do. Mm-hmm. So as long as you own it and you make that, you know, something that you actually love, but who cares? No mm-hmm. one's going to judge you for liking two completely different things. And if they do judge you, they're going to forget in like two seconds. So it doesn't matter anyways. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, just own it. This you is like truly being you. I think when we start splitting ourselves, it's like to please other people. Just like, no, like if you love coaching and fitness and raving and also you love, I don't know, like dog walks and sunsets, Mm -hmm. like that's just you as a human. I bet there's someone else who also loves all those things and that you can connect with. And I think that's social media, I think is, you know, kind of done, not such a good number on it, but you know, everything's about having the most followers, having, you know, getting the most people on board with what you like, getting those people to say those people to like the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is like, it doesn't matter if it's a million people that like what you like, or just like 10 or one person, if you can make one person's life a little different or one person's day a little different, why not? 
Yeah, 100%. And it's a ripple effect. Like that one person may end up, you know, affecting 10 other people. Like Mm -hmm. you never know the impact that you have on other people and their surroundings and their environment. One thing I've noticed too, and I've had a couple um, members this round as well. I've had people who have never been to like a single show in their life, but their friend was going to shows. And that's like how they found me was through their friend. Hmm. Uh, so they started training with me. They love the training aspect. And then they started going to shows and they're like, wow, this is great. So that's another aspect too. You know, if you're trying to combine passions, but worried if people actually like it or not, they don't have to like it yet. You can show them how hmm. to like it. You can like lead them towards that way. Um, and then, you know, they'll thank you for it in the end. Yeah. I love that perspective, perspective shift right there. Like maybe they not, they may not like it now, but they may, you know, be into it later and you can lead by example and show Mm -hmm. them like how cool your other side is or, and just really have them embrace both sides of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sure there's, there's a million hobbies that like, I would love to go do. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of other things that I probably have no clue exist. Maybe in the next five to 10 years, I find something and I would rather do that instead. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. until someone shows me like, how am I going to know? I won't know that that thing exists. Yeah, 100%. I like that so much. Yeah, because there was a point in time that I had no idea what EDM was, no idea what raving was. And with a podcast, like, no, I'd never listened to a podcast before. There was a time I had no idea that that thing existed. Mm-hmm. And now I fucking love it. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Again, until you try it, it's like, I mean, we've all had that same story with shows. Like, until you've gone to one or your friend brings you to one, you have no clue what to expect. Yeah. I want to hear your show story. What was your first show? Um, I went to a Skrillex and ASAP Ferg show. Ooh, they were together on tour and back in like 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I snuck into the show cause it was like a 18 and up show, but I was only like 15. Um, snuck in. It was, it was a great time. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then pretty much hooked ever since that was my first show. And then here in Arizona, they used to do a show at a water park. So they would do like a, uh, they would build a stage like in the wave pool. Mm-hmm. And so you would just float in the wave pool as they had a show, mm-hmm. but it was a 21 and up show only. And again, me being like 15, 16 years old, I was like, how are we going to get in? So we, we dressed up as lifeguards, full like lifeguard fits, brought like fanny packs, everything. Mm-hmm. We walked up to the gates. We're like, yeah, we're just here for our shifts. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, okay. And they just let us in. <laughs> we brought spare clothes like in our fanny pack. So as soon uh-huh. as we like we got in, we like changed into regular clothes and just spent the whole day there. It was great. So <laughs> my <laughs> first couple so shows funny. were definitely like sneaking into them. Definitely shouldn't have been there, but I mean, why not? Yeah, that's hilarious. I'm so glad that you have that story. That's super cool. I started raving when I turned 18. I didn't sneak. I've actually snuck into one show as an adult. And it's because I bought tickets, but I sent them to a random email. Like I misspelled my email or something happened. And so I ended up sneaking in. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah. I'm like freaking out. I'm like, where the fuck is my ticket? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. It was a Chalmy and Mala show. Um, but my first show was a it was like some type of like foam show that they oh, had foam, actually foam raves. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. <laughs> and I saw bro safari. I don't remember any other support, but mm-hmm. ever since then I've been addicted and then living in Vegas, just there's so many local events, so many bar shows and just been addicted ever since. I will 110% be making it out there when, um, that new like dome Coliseum looking. Yeah. Uh huh. The MGM, the spear. Yes. When that one gets built, I will be there for the, I don't even care who's playing. Like, I just want to go. Yeah. I want to, I'm like, excision, please. (laughs) I saw they're doing one at area 15, like Arm and Hammer put one and they said it's like a full 360 show as well, Mm -hmm. but I don't know where I've been there before. So I don't, I was like, I don't know where that's going to be inside of it. Yeah. So it's actually in the back of the, it's area 15 like the main building but it's like in towards the back Hmm. and they pretty much they just have projectors on each wall like it's cool but it's It's not not like like, yeah yeah it's cool but it's not like crazy (laughs) it won't be like the new mgm dome kind of yeah i feel like the spear is going to be super because so large too the room is kind of small area 15 Mm -hmm. yeah that that i'm excited for vegas is a like if you said you have shows not even every weekend you have shows from like wednesday to monday it's like yeah 
<laughs> yeah, we have um, Sunday, they call it Holy House, and they actually give out donuts that day. And then there's always shows on Thursday and then like over the weekend. And of course, like I wish that the Sunday and Thursday shows, like they're always cheap tickets and it's always great artists. But like I work and just like always have that conflict. Like I need mm-hmm. to sleep. I have to like do stuff. But it's when I was... <laughs> when I was younger, when I was younger, it was a lot easier going to those Thursday night shows, but now it's getting harder. <laughs> it's, it's not as easy waking up on a yeah. Friday morning. That's the yeah. thing too I've noticed like raving fitness health wise is as I've gotten older, you know, I can't, as with most people, as we get older in the scene as well, you know, you can't be at a show till three, four in the morning and then wake up and go to the gym and then go to school, go to work. Like you can't do those things anymore. Mm-hmm. So having to really prioritize your health and like map things down now is becoming more and more essential. We're not as um, young and party like as we used to be. Yeah, 100%. How do you stay motivated to work out? Um, I think motivation is a very, uh, very soft term. In all honesty, like okay. I, I'm rarely motivated in all honesty. Um, I think it mostly just comes down to, for my, it's again, leading by example. So if, if I'm going to, if I know someone's having a hard time um, or if I'm having a member who is, you know, working like crazy, maybe they have kids at home and it's really hard for, the, for them to get to the gym. I get it. And I want to live up to what I tell them to do. If I'm like, Hey, like, I understand this is really hard, but you can still get it done. I should be able to do the same. So I think that's more of a motivating factor is just like I said, being that example for people rather than for myself. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's so much easier to kind of find that motivation. I like actually how you said like motivation is kind of like a soft word because a lot of times I'm not motivated either. I think it's the commitment. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you find that commitment instead of the motivation? Because you could go to the gym, you could record a podcast, post something on Instagram and not be motivated to do so, but you still end up, you know, knocking it out. Yep. And I know, you know, that even from like a, especially a content standpoint, like there's there's definitely days where it's like, you don't want to touch your phone. You want to leave. You want to have nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. But you know that, you know, you need to show up for your people. You need to be an example for your people. Um, and so to do so, it's just what you got to do. Yeah, 100%. I want to talk about business now. Is there a favorite tool that you have in your business that you use? Um, I'd say like for, we run everything through um, an app called Trainerize. Okay. That's what I used to do all the online coaching. Nice. Um, and it makes it really, really simple because I am able to build up programs and upload them through there. But it comes with, you know, workout videos, comes with tips. Um, and then everyone can message me within the app as well. So if they have like questions made a workout, they can literally just message me right then and there. Um, but it tracks all their metrics. So like it, it connects to other apps as well. So like if you wear an Apple Watch or a Fitbit, it connects to it. So I can see like how active they are throughout the day. Um, when they track their nutrition, it connects to my fitness pal, which is like the most simplest to use. Nutrition yeah, app. I love that app so much. It's so simple to use and it's, it syncs to it automatically. So like everything people put into there, it automatically puts into their trainer eyes and I can see it like okay. instantly. Mm-hmm. So I think that without that app, like I couldn't do anything, but it makes it just really easy, both member wise. And then for myself, cause it's just a one-stop shop. You don't have to send me like pictures, screenshots. You don't have to, I don't know, text me what you did that day. Like it's all just done right then and there. Mm, I like that. Cause it's hard as the client point of view trying to, cause you're already like, ah, I kind of don't want to do this. Like I'm doing this, you know, you're stretching yourself. It's uncomfortable. So then adding extra steps is just like pulling like more teeth. <laughs> yep. And again, like, I mean, there's, if I follow like a lot of like fitness accounts, on social media, but there's, it's so annoying to log on to Instagram, look for some influencer, scroll through their whole page. be like, okay, I'll do this workout today, mm-hmm. but you can't pause the video. So like, if you miss a workout, you have to go back, watch the whole thing. Um, and a lot of them aren't giving like tips and tricks on how to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think from even like an efficiency standpoint, following or watching someone else workout, isn't going to get you results having like a set program with like set videos, set tips and being able to have that one-on-one support is what's going to get you to, you know, where you actually want to be. Yeah. 
I like that a lot. hundred percent for your program. How is it? Um, how do you run it? So how, what would be like the typical process? You have like a step-by-step kind of thing that you do with your clients. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple, well, it's really like one way in um, people usually apply. There's a link in my bio where they can apply to join. Um, it's on like our website as well. Or um, if they're like friends, mutual friends, they'll just text me or <laughs> Instagram yeah. DM me be like, Hey, like, you know, they'll ask questions. Sometimes they don't need to apply. Um, but if we're talking or either way, if they apply or if they tell me they're interested through messages, um, I'll reach out. Um, I like to ask a bunch of personal questions before I take anyone on more so. Cause I don't want to take someone on that. I don't believe I can help. Um, mm. everyone's got different goals. So, you know, if let's see, like if a mom, if a soon to be mom comes to me and she's like, Hey, I'm three months pregnant and I really want help training, you know, with this, I personally don't have experience training pregnant women. So I wouldn't want to take someone like that on because I, I know people who can help you. So I'd rather refer you out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's first things first is I like to actually sit down, talk, see if it's actually a good fit. If we are, then we sit down and do like a one-on-one video call, similar to how you and I are doing right now. Um, and same thing, kind of just dive into, you know, why you're wanting to do this, what you're looking to do. Uh, mostly because I really think someone's why is what determines if they're going to be successful. hundred percent. That's what I start with my clients. Like, why do you want to do this? Why is this important to you? What is the impact for yourself and others? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm sure you've had it too. If they're, if they don't have a, not that everyone's why isn't valid, but if they're why from my end, if their why is more aesthetic based, if they're like, Oh, I just want to lose weight and look good. They fall off in like a month. They don't mm-hmm. stick. But if their why is like, oh, because, you know, I really struggled being underweight or overweight my whole life and I'm tired of feeling like this, things like that, I notice people do so much better. Mm-hmm. No, and I'm yeah. sure from your end too, like people, when they have the emotional tie to it, they do a lot better. Yeah. hundred percent. The ones that are like, you know what? I just want to really grow my brand so I can get, you know, paid brand deals it's like, there's not that motive, like motivation. Like, I think a lot of people think the money is going to get them motivated, but the money isn't at all. It's when they're like, you know what? I really want to connect with people and build an audience and share advice and let people know that they're not alone. It's like, Mm -hmm. that is like, they're committed and, you know, and they do it when they don't want to do it. Correct. Mm -hmm. And you can attest to it as well, like running your own business, especially from a coaching standpoint, you're not making money. Like you're not rolling and you're not buying new cars and you're how like, you're not making crazy amount of money. Um, so those who are in it for the money, you're right. Like it's, it's not worth it. Yeah. It's not as great as you made it out to be unless like you really do love doing it. Yeah. hundred percent. Especially as owning a business, like there's going to be some points where you make $0 that month. And so it's just going to be like, just because you made that $0, you're going to make that mean like, you're not ready for this, or maybe that you're a failure or whatever it is. Like, cause there are going to be some times when money isn't going to come in that you're going to have to be motivated to serve mm-hmm. and help people. Yeah. The amount of self-doubt as a business owner is unreal. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like there's weeks, months where it's like, wow, this month was amazing. Like we did all these things on our bucket list. Great. And then literally the next week, everything falls apart. Mm-hmm. yeah that's just, <laughs> literally that's just how it happens like you'll have one amazing month and then the next week everything's failing and you're broke and you're like what did i do like it was just fine a week ago mm-hmm. yeah so definitely the uh the struggle of it but if you're in it for the right reasons the highs and lows don't make a difference mm-hmm. yeah speaking about just like self-doubt was there anything that was standing in your way um of starting your business that you had to like overcome and like work through <laughs> So well, still to this day, in all honesty, like I hate filming myself on camera. <laughs> I thought I would get over it after doing it for a year and a half now, but I don't, I still hate it. Um, so I think that was one of the biggest things was, you know, people connect with you. And even though to you, it might seem weird filming yourself mm. to others watching, it's not weird to them. That's like, you're really talking to them for you. You feel weird. Cause you're holding a phone in front of your face and yeah, probably. but that was beginning to get over. Um, just that fear of being on camera and the fear of, you know, wondering like, oh, are people judging me? Are people making fun of me about what I'm saying? I think, yeah, that was the tough part. But eventually, again, you just got to get over it, own it, be yourself. And if someone, if at least one person likes it, then it was worth it. 
I just want to take a moment and say thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you are listening for the very first time or if you are OG listener, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for supporting me. If you've gotten any inspiration, motivation, if this podcast has helped you take action toward your goals, toward your dreams, it would mean so much to me if you left a review. Every review is an opportunity for us to rank so we can reach a larger party squad helping other partiers do the damn thing. So please leave a five-star review today or maybe share on your story. Tell a friend, honestly, let's get the word out about the podcast. It would mean so much to me. And I know that there is someone who needs to hear the message that you can fucking party and also be productive. So thank you so much for listening. It truly, truly means so much. And I just want to say that I love you and I'm so proud of you. And let's get back into the episode. I love that you said that, like you so experience it now, because even me, like before this podcast interview, I was nervous. I was like, oh my goodness, I hope I don't look stupid. I hope that we like get along. Anytime I do my pep talks, I'm like, I hope this is relatable. I don't know what people to like learn, you know, and I think when it never goes away. There's always that voice of self-doubt, but it just gets a little easier, I guess, yeah. as time, but it's always going to be there. And I think that's with, from like a coaching aspect, I've coached huge groups as much as like 50 60 people at a time when you walk into a room and there's 60 people that are like you are their leader like they are Mm -hmm. listening to everything you say you have no choice but to just own it Mm -hmm. because if you act nervous if you you know don't feel confident in yourself they're not going to be confident in you and they're not going to trust you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the whole like i mean it's an overuse saying but fake it till you make it a real thing yeah no one's gonna know like if you're nervous on the inside they're only gonna see what you portray on the outside yeah 100 yeah fake it till you make it in like as a manifestation you know standpoint like they say like act if like it's already done like yeah. be that person who makes the money who has the six figure like business like be that person today mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's where i think you got to be humble with yourself because you can definitely like take that overboard yeah and you can take it to like a cocky level but yeah, just, you know, pretend like you are already in that role of success and everything's easy. It's mm-hmm. a lot less stress on you. Yeah, 100%. I want to talk about your merch. I see you got your shirt I on. Do, I do, it's one yeah. of them. <laughs> so I'm actually thinking about selling physical products. So this question is like more selfishly for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How was that process of creating like merch and a physical product? <laughs> Thumbs down, no, why? It sucks. <laughs> just so even like personal experience, I've hired between videographers, social media managers, merch designers. All I've hired so many people who have all bailed or just ghosted. Oh no. So the process to get things going sucked. Um, as with many things and I've done business wise, I've just said, you know what, F it. I'm going to do it myself. Mm-hmm. Everyone else falls through. Um, so I made it really easy. I just started going through, and there was a guy on Instagram who like I saw was like wearing this type of print shirt. Mm-hmm. I really like it a lot. It's kind of yeah, like I mean, mine. <laughs> I like the yeah, tie dye. I like the tie dye stuff. And I was like, yeah, hey, yeah. I was like, I really like, like that shirt. I was like, where did you, what'd you order it from? Um, so he sent me the website and it's really easy. You can just, it's called Printful. Okay. Um, <laughs> Printful. <laughs> okay. You can pretty much design whatever you want. They have a bunch of like things to pick from. It is pretty limited. Um, it's, it's not the most creative. You can go through and make your own designs. Like, I don't know, do you use Canva? For, like, I do, your... yeah. So you can use Canva to like create your own designs and then import that into Printful and like put it on a t-shirt, mm-hmm. put it on a fanny pack, put it on a bucket hat, whatever you want. Like you can put it on there. And then you can create, at least the way I did it was just create a Shopify account. And then you can link your Shopify to your Printful Okay. So then that way it does it for you. So like you can create a Shopify website. People can go onto your Shopify. They can purchase whatever, you know, merch they want. Printful will fulfill the order and then send it out for you. You don't have to like nice. physically touch it. Okay. Do you have to, um, I guess my question is, is there like two different prices, like the monthly fee, and then you have to pay for shipping or do they include it together? So you, you pay like a annual fee for shopify okay and then you get to set the price of your items for from printful 
But in all honesty, you don't make any money. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Because mm-hmm. the right, especially right now with shipping and cost, like everything's so crazy expensive. Um, if you want to make your stuff, you know, relatively affordable, which I like to do because all of us, I want people to spend their money on shows. I don't want them to spend all their money on me. <laughs> I want them to be able to go do what they want to do. Um, you can set your own price, but it's, you know, let's say you design a t-shirt after Shopify and all these other things take their portion. You're me like, let's say the shirts, for example, let's say it's $30. Let's just say. Mm-hmm after they take all their money, whatever, you're going to have to sell it for like 38 to $40 for a t-shirt to make like a dollar. Oh, damn. Yeah. So I wouldn't say say that's the best way of doing it. I'm sure there are a lot better ways to do it. Okay. Um, From my end, I just set it up that way. So that way, you know, my members, new people can purchase it. I don't really care about the money aspect. I just want them to be able to wear something they're proud of. Yeah. I like that a lot. Any last minute tips or advice to share to the party squad? Hmm. Let's see. Last minute tips or advice. Party, but party in moderation. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You can go out and like, you can go on a three day bender if you really want to all power to you. But once that ends, be willing to rope it in and put the work back in. You get really, really easy. And I'm sure you've seen friends and, you know, probably mutual friends go off the deep end with things. Mm-hmm. I think having that self-control to be able to rope yourself back in, prioritize your health, prioritize your work, prioritize your relationships again, is such a valuable skill. So with the party lifestyle, like, yes, you can do it, but be able to keep yourself in check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Roping yourself back in. And yeah, I have seen friends and even sometimes me, I'll like a whole week and I'll be like, oh my gosh, like girl, <laughs> what are you doing? Get together. Do yeah. <laughs> I can't be doing this anymore. But yeah. hundred percent. I think you kind of answered this question, but I'm still gonna <laughs> ask you anyway. So I asked this to all the guests, what does productivity meets party mean to you? How are you able to have fun and get all your stuff done? I mean, I think you and I both live in that that same lifestyle where it's, you know, you, from my end, a lot of events happen on weekends. That's usually what I try and limit myself to. Like, I don't, I rarely go out on like a Wednesday, Thursday night. Um, So work, work really hard during the week, get all your stuff done. So that way you don't have to worry about it and you can just go enjoy yourself on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, the time you spend with like friends and family, you're never going to get back. Friends come and go, family comes and goes, moments come and go. So the last thing like you should be worried about is having to miss out on those big events because of other work obligations. So work really hard so that way you can go enjoy yourself. That's what I would think it means. Yeah, I like that a lot. Any upcoming programs or offers? I want you to share everything that you got. I'll put everything in the description box so people can work with you. Um, honestly, we have nothing big coming up. We are in the middle of our well, beginning middle-ish of our hearts on fire program. So it's a workout program that I started leading up to Ember Shores. Mm, um, it's a yeah. festival in Cancun. So I'm, we're helping everyone with their workouts, their nutrition, stuff like that. We're doing group coaching calls. And then at Ember Shores itself, we're going to do like one big meetup and kind of like pregame before going to the sets. I love that. Uh, That's so cool. And then I don't think it's finalized yet, but potentially working decadence Arizona again, potentially, I don't want to like put that in there because nothing's confirmed, but yeah, no real big team events, just our normal day-to-day training. Um, and then our Ember Shores meet up here in December, which really excited for. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Um, I really wanted to go to that. And then even to excisions, paradise uh, blue, paradise, or blue, blue paradise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to do that so bad. In all honesty, that's the, it looks really expensive up front, but it's still cheaper than I've ever spent on like an EDC or like mm. anything like that because it's all inclusive. Yeah, that's like amazing because going to buy food and alcohol at EDC you can spend like $100 just in that. And it's not good food. Let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> the food there is you have like four different restaurants. It's all like unlimited food. They like it's really it's really good food. It's like four or five star mm. resort food. Oh, nice. And yeah, drinks are unlimited. You have a hotel room. You have a shower, like a real shower. You don't have a, a trailer shower like most camping festivals. Yeah. Um, and you're on the beach. Like, what are you going to complain? 
you're on the beach watching sets mm-hmm. yeah i really want to do that kind of vacation slash festival and do maybe um holy ship one day i think that's so mm-hmm. cool like you can duck off and explore but come back then you're like kind of stuck with the artists too like they're not going anywhere like they're on the boat with you i think i don't think holy ship does the boat anymore i think they're just I think they're just like the ports. You know, I think so too. I now, think it's just think groove cruise. Year, yeah, yeah, I think it's just groove cruise that it's like the big boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that you say that, I think so. Because I think they started doing that like COVID. They yeah, just I think COVID, they, they got rid of the cruise yeah. ship. Maybe they'll bring it back, but I'm sure that was a lot of money for them. So if, yeah. Groove cruise does a really good job. I've, I've heard nothing but like good things about groove cruise though. Have you been? I have not been. It's on my bucket list. I'm kind of at this point now, as and I'm sure you're getting there as well, as like where you've been to so many big shows and festivals where you want to tailor it back and do the experience-based ones. Mm-hmm. So for me, like Ember Shores, Groove Cruise, um, you know, things like Tomorrowland, like things like that are like what I'm trying to do now because I've done the US ones. They're a great time. They're a good experience. But as with most things, we want to keep doing new things. Yeah, no, I'm the same way that and seeing new artists, like as much as I mm-hmm. love Excision and like all the bass music, they're always on tour. Like I've yep. seen Excision a hundred times. Like I don't need to go out and see him again, you know, mm-hmm. like as much as I love him, like I would rather spend my money and my time seeing an artist that I've been interested in, but I haven't seen yet. And I think moments wise too, like you've you've made such good memories with that artist that you don't want to slander those memories. Mm-hmm. But like you've had such great times like it's not gonna it, the next moment you have is never gonna be as great as probably that moment mm-hmm. so just take it for what it is and then go off and experience new ones yes 100 percent. it was so nice having you on and really talking to you share your socials where can everyone connect with you so like i said earlier socials are i'm really bad at socials in all honesty <laughs> but um the main one i really use is instagram um you can follow me at the underscore fit underscore raver um i do have a facebook page but honestly, i don't check it instagram is the best way to get to me um so other than that thank you for having me on i really appreciate it i know we've i followed your page for a while and we've met a couple times just like in passing at festivals. Yeah, I was sad I was going to see you at Lost in Dreams this year. I this year. Go. Not this year. Not this year. <laughs> so, but no, thank you. I appreciate it. It's cool yeah. actually getting to like, sit down and talk. So, yeah, of course. And I've been loving your reels. I see you. I've been stalking your page. Thank I you, love everything you. that you're doing. You're doing a great job. As you know, the content side's hard, but <laughs> yeah. you, you learn to like get creative and have fun with it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I've been loving all your content. Keep it up. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. You have a good day. You thank as well. You. Thank you. Bye-bye.